Hey guys, it's episode 19 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Question for you, can the Most High be tempted? And why is it that we're always trying to reduce the Most High down to an anthropomorphic level? (laughs) There's a word for you, go look that one up. In other words, meaning, why are we always trying to make the Most High mortal or something thereof? Well, let's try to figure that out together on this episode of Hebrews in Exile. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and... Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Exile. In our last podcast, we were discussing uh, the matter of a documentary that's called uh, Contradiction of Faith by... By uh, Jeremiah Kemmerock. By Jeremiah Kemmerock. And uh, he indicated in his opening uh, dialogue that there are over 85,000 black churches in the United States. I believe there's a lot more because there are some in corners that you just don't get a don't get a count on. So there's there's a lot more. The issue becomes one of the discussion about God. And I and in in the last podcast I tried to put put the most high back in his seat of authority and separate him from the Greek God. And I want to continue that discussion now. As I mm-hmm. concluded last time, we kind of concluded talking about can can God be tempted? Uh can 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 God die? Can God can God be tempted by the entities that He has created? Can and the it, all existing one yeah, be be brought down to the level to the level of a mortal of a mortal? <laughs> when you know in Deuteron- I mean in Numbers, He says, "I'm not I'm not a human that I should lie or change my mind. What I said, I will bring it to pass." So it's quantitative. Mm-hmm. The narrative keeps asking these people. So you pray. Are your prayers being answered? <laughs> And, you know, I'm listening to them. They're kind of hem-hawing through it. But the Most High, now, please don't get me wrong. The Most High will answer prayer. But the prayers that he answers has to be within the framework and the context of his will. Mm. And his will, his will for each one of us is divine, is, is defined by the position of our heart relationship with him. Now, does that mean if I pray for a house, he's going to give me a house? No. (laughs) Does that mean if I pray, he's going to give me a car? No. Mm -hmm. Does that mean if I pray, he's going to put some money in my bank account? No. Right, right, exactly. No. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't, but if he does, it's going to be on a condition of of something that's germane and systemic to you from the foundation of mm. the world to this point that now mm. you have come, you you and he are in lockstep with. Right, right. I got a testimony about that. Yeah. I got a testimony about that right now. Well, well, well right now, well, right now, go. Is it right now? Is right now? I, as you know, I am, I'm heavy into music. And so um, right now we are, as of May uh, 2012, 2021, uh, we're working on a record right now. And I had, it was my heart's desire to own what I have in my studio right now. And 
I kind of, you know, prayed to the most high about, you know, being able to do the most high's music. And everything in that studio, I have a little board on the wall. If you ever walk into my studio, it says Yahweh Yireh, which is in Bereshit 22, chapter, chapter 22, verse 14, which it says that Yahweh provides. And so everything in there, the most high provided because I believe and I know because it's quantitative that the work that I am doing is for the most high's people. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe right now that if I was, if this wasn't for enriching the lives of the most high's people, the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, that I wouldn't have anything in there. But because there's my, my heart's desire is to get this worship music out so people can hear it, the Most High has assisted in giving me what I wanted because it was in the, I think it's in the confines of his will. Yeah. And you didn't, uh, didn't beg the people for no money to do that way. Beg nobody for nothing. We didn't left no offerings. <laughs> right. We need a love offering from Brother Appleton over here. Appleton over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little destitute right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with this whole idea of a contradiction of faith, our job is to put things back in the perspective of where they need to be and we have to separate church and religion from the absolute all-existent one. The absolute all-existent one who is omniscient, omnipresent, who has made all things is absolutely quantitative in everything that he does because he's not a human, what he says he will do, he will do, he'll bring it to pass. So we can prove by history the things that he has done and the things that he continues to do. We can prove by history where we are as a people because he said we were going to be in this position that we're in mm -hmm. and we're in this exile going through this horrible, these horrible uh things that atrocities, atrocities that we're going yeah. through because the Most High said that was going to happen to mm -hmm. us when we turned away from him and our forefathers turned from him to go worship other gods. We came out of the continent of Africa knowing who our Elohim was, Yah, mm -hmm. Yahweh. We sang Kumbaya. Mm -hmm. We knew who our Elohim was. We got to this, to this exile nation and they dropped Jesus Christ and God on us and we accepted the minutia. We've been spewing that out all the time and they put fear in our heart and what he's trying to do, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting this short, mm. what he's trying to do through all the hardships that we're going through is to get us as a nation of people, as one people, with oh, yeah. one voice in all these 85,000 black churches that we're in to cry to cry out to him and turn back to his way of life. Yahweh. Yahweh's way Yahweh. of life. Being very and, specific, and leave, Yahweh. And leave, and leave the Greek God with the Greeks. Yeah. We're Hebrew. Let's render to Caesar what is his. We're, we're, yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're Hebrew. And right. so, listen, listen. I, I ended. I was ending with this, but let me tell you something. Scripture attests to what a Messiah is supposed to do, or the Messiah is supposed to do. Mm. And this Messiah that you all, that the Black Church keeps preaching about, 
that is supposed to have come does not fulfill any of the prophetic language within our within our historical annals of discussion he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't check off any of the blocks uh, any of the blocks mm, right Deuteronomy 17 says he said that if he's a king then he's supposed to write his own Torah no no evidence of that and there's no evidence yeah. of that uh in Jeremiah uh, I think it's chapter 23 uh and in Ezekiel 34:23 it talks about the Messiah is going to restore the kingdom of David uh the kingdom of David never got restored uh in uh Micah 4 and 1 and Zechariah 6 and 13 and in Ezekiel 37 uh 26 to 28 it says that that the Messiah was going to restore the temple in Zion. Well, the temple hasn't been restored. Uh, Jeremiah 11, 12, 43, 5, and 6 says when the Messiah comes, he's going to regather the exiled, uh, the exiled uh, of, of Israel. Um, why are we still here? Why? He hasn't gathered us. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, 31 to 34 said that he's going to offer us a new covenant. Well, the new covenant is not the New Testament. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not the new covenant that he's talking about. Wow. You're stepping on them toes. That's good. Step uh, on them. Yeshayahu chapter two, chapter two, verses four, 11 and nine says that he is going to usher in world peace and the knowledge of the true of the true Elohim. That hasn't happened because he keeps talking about himself. And there is a true Elohim. That's his right. name happens to be Yahweh. And the scripture says in that day that his name will be one. Not many. Mishamah Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Uh, so the question is, did 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 Jesus or Yeshua uh, spread the knowledge of Torah of the Torah of Elohim of Israel, uh, which will unite which will unite humanity as one, as it says, Elohim will be king over over all the world, and on that day, Elohim will be one, and His name will be one. Zechariah fourteen and nine. So mm. you have all of these questions about about Jesus. That as being the 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 uh, the Messiah of this day, and having done all this and saved you, and I, I, he hasn't he hasn't fulfilled one of the things that the Most High has said in Scripture mm -hmm. that he's supposed to do. Now that narrative that you just went through is what I could imagine the the Pharisees and the Sadducees getting together and saying, yeah. okay, evaluating the statements that are being brought because yes. again. This was about the children of Israel. This whole narrative is about the children of Israel. Yeah. And then you have the introduction yeah. of this character in there, and you're just kind of like, well, you don't... <laughs> we know what the signs are, what we're supposed to look for, because yeah. we were taught this. Yeah. So you don't fit any of you it. You don't fit any of it. And then you get up before Pilate, and Pilate asks you a question. So are you the king of the Jews? He says, you say. He never said he was king of the Jews. He said, yeah. you say. Right. 
And that's another characteristic of the Most High. The, the Most, Most High, High always will tell you, I am. I, am. I did this. I am. I, I delivered you out of Mitzrayim with the outstretched. I am. I did this. I am your God. I. It's all plastered it's all, all over the old. the scripture. I wanted to say Old Testament, but the Tanakh. It's yes. plastered over all that. And then when you get over across the street 400 years later, 400 years later after, his, after the nap, we'll call it. <laughs> He doesn't say anything at all. And he had enough sense to, to know not to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had enough sense to, 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 to not say that he was the king of, of, of Israel. Yeah. They put on him king of the Jews. He never said he was. So we get to, so this it means something altogether different when the droves of people are around and say and they say uh, or what he says is if you don't uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood and everybody took a hiatus up out of this and said listen and they did it for they did, they it, for the did right it for the right reason they did it for a Torah reason because mm -hmm. they knew that Torah says that the most high says you are not to drink the blood of anything for the life is in the blood and you are not to eat the flesh of a human individual that's in the that's what that's what the Hebrew God said right right so that and it's in the text, and so they they went away. Well, yeah, they went away because they knew that that was a that was that was contrary to what the God of the Hebrew peoples attested to. So let's get back. Let's get back to this to this contradiction of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get I want to get over here. Um, we know that within the Black Church that there the ratio of of men to women is about six to one and mm. that the target area are women and elderly and they pray these the black churches pray up on the emotions of these of these people mm -hmm. um and you know that's one of the ways that they do what they do but within the hebrew faith there's no praying up on anybody. It, we have a discussion about what the scripture says. Right. You know, and it's surprising to me, uh, since 2007 to this very day, since the day that I became Hebraic, I haven't had a conversation about the devil in scripture. Because he doesn't show up. He's I not said, there. I said, I said in scripture. I didn't say in the Greek narrative. And remember something, folks, okay? Mm -hmm. That piece that's called the New Testament is not scripture. It is not affirmed by the Most High. It is not affirmed by the Holy Spirit. It is not breathed by the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, your preacher Paul tells you that in 2414, that is not breathed. He tells you what's breathed and what is breathed. And he says, he says, he says, all scripture is breathed by the most high. And when he says that, he's talking about everything from Genesis, once again, as I mentioned before, to Malachi or Genesis, second Chronicles, yeah, that scripture. That, that whole entire piece, again, when they, another proof to that is when uh, the emissary is over there quoting and scripture, and they're always going to quote something out of the Tanakh. Yeah. 
th- that's where they keep going. So if you if you go back and who does a great great job of that? If if you ever get a chance to pick up this the work that we use, which is the uh, I know it's misleading when it says the name, but it's the complete Jewish Bible by, by Stern. We yeah. use that quite a bit, but the, the Jewish there's some things that we disagree with. Yeah, that are there, but it's really really close. And what it does is highlight the the portions where they're quoting directly from. The Tanakh. The Tanakh, or from Hebrew Scripture. Or what and, you may know as the Old Testament. Yeah, which is the Hebrew Scripture, but it's they're quoting directly from the Hebrew Scripture, from the Hebrew language itself. Right. They're not quoting, uh, Mark is not quoting Matthew. Right. And, and Matthew is not quoting Timothy, or Paul, for that matter. <laughs> now, the narrative in the, in the documentary says that, you know, black people say that culturally, you have to believe in God. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you, you really don't. And the issue is, is that the Most High has given you a choice. That's right. He gives, he gives, he's given us all a choice to believe or not to believe. And it's fine with him if you don't. That's now right. you say, well, if I don't, am I going to hell? Well, the Most High doesn't talk about hell. He doesn't talk about and, and, and as I heard one day said, Well, if I don't, I'm gonna burn in hell. There's there's no narrative in, in, in our Hebrew scriptures where anybody burned in hell. There is some narratives in my in our scripture where the three Hebrew boys are thrown into a fire right. furnace. And they that, weren't burned. And they weren't burned. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know which one you y'all know, talking about, but know. okay. But but this whole idea of 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 being bullied into believing something and being scared. The Most High doesn't want you to be a scared. The Most High is not a bully. He says, he says, he says, the fear of of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. It and now is. that that doesn't it mean is. he's not talking about being scared. He's talking about you being respective. Mm-hmm. The fear, the honoring of, the acknowledging of. Mm-hmm. The acquiescing to the fact that I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Right. It's, it's, there's a, um, an analogy that uh, I want to raise. There's a, uh, an old buddy of mine had said one time, um, I worked on a table saw. And when I worked on that table saw, I didn't, I, knew the power of what that table saw could do. I didn't stick my fingers I in, know in the saw. Going. I know where you're going, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything stupid around that saw. I did it and I worked, I was able to work on that saw because I respected what it could do. Yes. And, and not be at the point where I'm in fear of it. That's yes. what we're trying to explain. It is not a fear because the, t- the table saw can, can hurt you. Yeah. It can. It can. But... You are able to function with it because you respect, respect it. it, and that's the fear. The for the Most High just wants us wants us as individuals to respect Him, and and not fear and not to walk in this in the sense of of fear before Him. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good you thing. Know, the- <laughs> professor Professor Walter Williams says that the church is a place where. Black folks uh, uh, go to learn how to appease their oppression, uh, how to take some sort, 
to get some sort of freedom. Um, church is just a good place to meet and that God is a man because he says, well, we talked about that in the last one. Um, so he's, he's describing a social club yeah. like the Elks. <laughs> Norman Allen says that people create gods to protect their greatest fear and wishes upon a, and place their wishes upon a supreme being. They can be whatever they want, and those can be whatever they want them to be. Well, that's, all of that has nothing to do with the Hebrew Elohim of Israel. But that's, that, that is a picture of what we get out of black, out of the church? Are those kinds of comments? Is it, that's all it is? That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> and you wonder why there's a great falling away from And then it. they say, well, God is a relative term and can mean many or different things to different people dependent upon where one lives and how one lives. Well, no. No, if, yeah. no. <laughs> if you're talking about the Elohim of, that has created the heavens and earth and you... Being a relative term, you're 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 misguided. You're yeah. mis you're misguided. You know what? You know what? Mm. You have to ask yourself a question. If you're having these kind of conversations, ask yourself, why do I breathe? Mm. Why do I inhale <laughs> and why do I exhale? What gives me? Uh, 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 do I make myself inhale and exhale? I mean. What gives me the composition to be able to exhale and exhale? What gives me the composition to have warm blood running through my body? What's what's what governs that? Is that relative? Is that is that a relative a relative idea? Mm -mm. You see, and that's because we're trying to mix two separate entities. We're trying to mix a absolute all-existent spirit with a human individual, and that's like trying to mix oil and water. And yeah. water. Yeah. They are not the same substance. Yeah. <sighs> it's exhausting. And the points are point after point after point after point after point as to why... Um, you know, just struggle so much. And, and now you think about this. The narrative goes on to say Christianity has been used to enslave groups of people. The Europeans came to Africa uh, and had the Bible in their hand. When they when they left, we had the Bible and they had our land. And that's true. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And they brought and they brought poison. They brought detriment. They brought sickness. Right. And misuse. To, to a people who weren't sick. And perverted what was there to justify what they were doing. And what I'm trying to tell you all in this podcast, that's not the narrative of the Elohim, the creator, the absolute all existent one. And I know Elohim means can mean God. It can also mean deity, but it means power. The absolute power of the universe who has created all things does not function in that narrative. Mm. His narrative is one that says, turn back to me 
from your idolatrous God. Mm. Do something that's simple. Keep the Sabbath. Don't eat that which I have defined as filthy because, because what I've given you to eat is to protect the temple that I made. Right. Let me put it in this context as, as I go down this road. Okay. Let's go down. Okay, sir. So you go, you go buy you a real nice car. And we talking about a Bentley. We talking about a Maybach. I don't care what it is. It's nice car. It's going. It's going. No, I need to define this because a nice car for some people is a Honda uh, Civic. Well, no, there's a difference between a car and an automobile. <laughs> okay, but you got a nice car. Not no shade to anybody yeah, that's driving a Honda yeah, Civic. There's, there's a difference between a car and an automobile. Okay. Okay. You know All right. The, you know what the difference between a car and an automobile is? Uh, enlighten me. A car anybody can buy. But an automobile. Ah. But an automobile is something that only a few people can buy. And so it's you, very, very, very expensive. Expensive. So, so we got an automobile. A Bentley is an automobile. automobile. Excellent. All right. That's a good starting place. So we got a Bentley. Good. So. No, we got a car. <laughs> okay, we got a car. So we're packing the but Honda. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now, now watch this. Now I'm going to use. I'm going to use the analogy of, that Solomon uses in the book of Ecclesiastic. Okay. He says it doesn't make any difference whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't make any difference whether you're righteous or wicked. Mm-hmm. We all go the same way, the way of the grave. Mm. Okay. Now, whether it's a car or whether it's an automobile, they both require maintenance. This is true. So okay. here you go by a car and the the manual tells you how to maintain the car so that you mm-hmm. can get the most efficiency efficient the most e- out, yeah. efficiency out of what you've purchased for the duration of time that it's supposed to be in existence. That's right. It's called a manual. Comes with every vehicle. Comes with every vehicle. Owner's manual. The Most High did not create man, put him in this world, and not leave him with a manual of instructions. The manual of instructions has been has been polluted. Mm -hmm. It has been tampered with Mm -hmm. by people who think they're smarter than the Most High, Mm -hmm. and. And the problem being is they've given you misguided information about what the manual says. Mm-hmm. And the majority of black people don't read the manual. They just go by what they heard. Right. And everything in this narrative that I heard in this in this documentary mm-hmm. was quotes about what people heard. Because none of them ever quoted any scripture. Mm-hmm. And you know what they're doing? I just thought about this. They putting the crash test dummy in the driver's seat and they getting in the passenger side when they should be driving. Exactly. I wonder who the crash dummy is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the point being is that in all of these narratives that we find in the black church, it's because the pastors, the shepherds, don't know the Father's word. And the Most High said in his word, my people are perishing for the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And who does he blame it on? He says, woe unto you pastors or you shepherds who have said that I have said and I have not. Wow. I mean, speaking about the owner's manual, as I'm, I'm listening to you speak, um, my thoughts went back to the experience of the desert when our ancestors 
or, or with the Most High. Imagine getting the manual hot off the presses from Moshe as oh, yeah. he came back oh, yeah. from getting it from the Most High oh, yeah. right there, which was could have been a couple hundred feet away from you. Because it says that they stood outside of the tents when Moshe would go in yeah. and watch yeah. to get that information hot off the press. I mean, yeah. what a... And what an experience. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to our to our position, I, I'm I'm trying, I, I need you, I need you to I need you to not leave the one who has created you. I need you to not leave that one. I need you to turn back to him and his way of life. He did not create you to be a people of poverty. There was a time when we had it all and nations feared us. We had it all. We left with some money out of Mitzrayim, didn't we? Yes, we did. We weren't broke. We were not broke. We were not broke. But, you know, so if black people are just 12.6% of the nation's population and they are roughly half of the people murdered in the USA each year, and the vast majority of killings are had by other blacks. It's because, like Marcus Garvey says, we do not know our ancestry, nor do we know the genius of who we are as a people. We're like trees without roots. So what are we learning in the black church? We're not learning anything that sustains us as a community of people, we're not learning anything that unifies us as a nation of people. Everybody wants to lead and nobody wants to follow. And the people that want to lead don't know anything about the Most High to lead. And they weren't. And I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. The Most High, when he calls somebody to serve him, they serve him under the mandates that he has set forth. Mm. And the mandate that he has set forth is in the, is in the manual of Scripture, Genesis to, to, to Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Keep my Sabbath, honor my feast, yep. don't eat dirty food. <laughs> but you've been, called, you've been called to serve the Most High. You don't, you don't honor the Sabbath, Not you don't all. keep His commandments, and you eat dirty food. Right. You eat porky pig. And then have the nerve to come over here across the street it's like somebody across the street from your house walked into your house and went into your refrigerator and started eating your food. Same thing about you coming across the street over back into these Hebrew scriptures trying to claim the blessings of Abraham when you have no affiliation mentally with with Abraham. With with Abraham at all. You don't even he he's just a, a cash cow to you. You can't claim to have the blessings of Abraham and you're getting your butt kicked every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> that ain't no blessing. What, what, what is that? Abraham, <laughs> Abraham secured his army of men and they went out and they defeated the enemy and the Most High and Abraham took, took the bounty from the enemy that he destroyed and he gave tithe to Melchizedek who was an actual king, king of yeah. Salem. Yeah. Put it, you're making it plain and putting it's it in its quantita- proper context. It's quantitative, what he did. Yeah. 
See, any other explanation from that would, would is again is spiritualizing it. Yes, and 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 you're not making the connections. You know, that's why it's confusing. You know, this this all listen. This all has to make sense. And I know that that I don't want to say it this way. I really don't. I don't want to say it this way. But every nation of people don't have within it always the brightest people. Mm. And in our nation of Israel, we don't have the brightest of people. The Most High said we were hard-headed and we were stiff-necked and we were rebellious. Mm. He told us this. Yep. And he asked Mashe, he says, how long are these people going to be rebellious against me? And he's talking about your ancestors and he's talking about us today. Trust me. You experience it. If you get a bunch of us together, there's going to be some fools in there that's going to jack up the whole entire thing for everybody else. They're going to provoke you. So I understand the narrative of this contradiction for faith Mm -hmm. of which within it, some of the authors and some of the people that are speaking break down the narrative of the the contradiction Mm -hmm. that exists. But, you know, my whole desire in our discussion for those who may have seen this is to not give up your faith in the absolute all-existent one who is not human, whose name is Yahweh. He's your redeemer. I wanted to put a caveat on it. You're not going to heaven. He didn't promise us heaven. So you're going to be disappointed when you come back. When you come back across the street (laughs) and come back home to your Hebrew neighborhood, (laughs) he didn't promise us heaven. He promised us land. And he promises a glorious land. And he promises a land that will be like it was before he exiled us, exiled us out of it. Mm. And he yep. promises to bring us back. Mm-hmm. And if you've read if you've read Daniel chapter twelve or I forget the last chapter in Daniel or verse four, he talks about the revivation from the dust. He's gonna raise us up from the dust. And if you read Ezekiel, he talks about I'm going to put flesh on you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to arrive back in the land. Now, if you want to talk about the miracle working power of the Most High that's unique in what he's going to do, it's this. That he has the ability to raise you from the dust, from the dust wherever in the universe that you are and bring you back to the land. Because the problem with you being in the dust is what dies is the house. The house dies, the soul doesn't. Mm. I heard one lady say, well, <laughs> I don't want to go to hell because I don't want to burn. Well, when you die, all feeling goes out of you. You ain't going to The only thing that's going to know anything is your soul. Yeah. And your soul is going to be asleep. Mm. And if you happen, if you happen to have a righteous bone in you at all, mm. the Most High says in the book of Ezekiel that he is going to revocate you, revocate you from the dust. You will, and he will put flesh on on you because what he can do he can move he can he can revive your soul anywhere in the world or on planet earth that he desires and he can put flesh on it just like he made you from the dust of the earth in the beginning mhm mhm that's the miracle exactly if you want a miracle that's the miracle just wait and see 
Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to believe that. That's okay. And I know there are people that don't believe in life after death. That's okay. That's, that's hey, every man, every man do what's that, what is right in right his own in heart. heart. That's, yep. that's good. But not, it's not for everybody. But as for me, I'm going to believe what the Most High has said in Scripture. I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold on to that because there is too much quantitative evidence that what he has said he will do. We have historical evidence that he has done and what he has done and what he will do again. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I hope that I hope that you I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you hear the heart of what I'm trying to trying to say to you. Do not allow yourself by the minds of so-called educators who do not know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to persuade you that your faith in God is not valid. Your faith in the Most High, the absolute all-existent one who made all things is valid. Your faith in the guy who calls himself Jesus God is not the one. That's not the one. He is an imposter. He mm-hmm. is, and I'm going to say it to you, you may not listen to my podcast ever again, but you're going to hear it this time. Mm-hmm. Worshiping him is worshiping idolatry. The scriptures are clear that you're not supposed to do. And if you read him, if you read him, you'll hear him tell you in the book of Matthew, when the disciples ask him, how shall you pray? He said, pray our father who art in heaven. He didn't tell you to pray to him. It's true. He said, pray to our Father who art in heaven. Right. Hallowed be his name. Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. He didn't say to you, he didn't, there's nowhere in scripture where he said to pray to him. There's nowhere in the Greek narrative where he said to pray to him. I'm going to leave it right there. (laughs) This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews in Exile. exile. And I'm going to say shalom. (laughs) Put some stank on it. Just shalom. Shalom. (laughs) Shalom.